to listen to her. We are back with Caitlin. Yay! So we are back to talk about astrology. So if you missed part one, and listen to listen it. listen to her. Yeah, we promised a part two, and then it never happened. Well, it well did, we made it. We made it, but it just never actually got like released to the world. It kind of disappeared. <laughs> Sorry. It's like but, six months later. Right? We finally have a part two. Better late than never. So we are here with two Pisces and a Libra. <laughs> so hopefully if you're listening, you know your sign. If not, figure it out so you can follow along better. Mm-hmm. And we did mention that in the first podcast. We went through each of the dates and what sign that was because it's only based on like your when you were born. Yes. And that's the moon sign, correct? That's the sun sign. Sun sign. Yep. So there's the sun and the moon sign. So um, we are using the little book of self-care for, and obviously you would choose the one that's your sign, as a resource. So you should definitely get that book and find your sign because it is very helpful. Mm -hmm. But we're just going to start with some basics and then we're going to get more into uh, the retrograde, what that means, and then like incorporating personality test versus... um, Astrology, because that's an interesting concept, too, and, like, Mm -hmm. melting those two together, what that means. And I also want to talk about how this impacts, like, identity. Yeah. I feel like we live in a culture. Well, that's with the personality test. Well, but I feel like people even turn to astrology to uh, figure out their identity, and I feel like especially for millennials, there's this obsession almost with understanding your personality. I mean, I know so many people who are obsessed with Myers-Briggs and they've broken it down and, you know, this this intrigue with it. And is personality, is that our identity? Because I think like, well, you were saying something fascinating earlier where some people feel like they don't connect to their sign at all. Mm-hmm. But is that really that they're not connecting or is it that they don't want that to be true about themselves? Yeah. Um, so... Or yeah, is it narcissism, like we is were it saying narcissism? earlier? How yeah. is this really impacting us as far as identity goes? Is it some is personality something that can be changed? We can change different elements of ourselves when we when we work on ourselves. So is identity something that goes beyond personality? And is this more of just like a day and age where we are kind of narcissistic and intrigued by personality? Or is it kind of all interconnected? So we're going to discuss all of that. Anyway, back to you, Jay. So starting with Zodiac polarities. Yes. Now, do you know anything about that, Caitlin? Well, I did read the book. (laughs) So now she does. But yeah. Well, see, I knew that there are polarities because the Zodiac is on a wheel. So basically, your polarity is the one that's uh, on the opposite side. So for me, it's a Virgo. So I'm... Not nearly, like, I'm not supposed to be that great around Virgos. I don't know why. I've never, like, had that experience. But they say that we don't really get along because we're polar on mm. the on the wheel. Mm. So this type of polarity is different, though, because it talks about the yin and the yang mm-hmm. and how some signs are more extroverted and other ones are more introverted. So that's what this part talks about. But I did know about a specific sign polarity, mm-hmm. but not really about this. I didn't know. So, yeah, this is interesting. So I'll read through the, the yang and the yin. So we have the yang, which is masculine, positive polarity, and we have the yin, which is feminine, negative polarity. Now, do you know what the positive and negative means? Um, no, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe that'll that. explain it But more. it does okay. – um, 
I mean, on our birth charts, it has mm-hmm. masculine and feminine on here. So I have a lot more introverted signs in my chart because I have more feminine signs versus masculine, which is more extroverted. And that's why you should print out your birth chart because mm-hmm. this will say the yin and the yang for your sign, just your sun sign that you know. But what about your other signs? Yeah. And that's why you should get your... Uh, your birth chart so that you can actually know because you could be a Libra but have more in the yang just because you have more signs so don't take this as I'm a Libra so I'm a yang so I'm a yang because Libra's in yang you could have different (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you said how many do you have Caitlin I have have I have seven feminine signs yeah and three masculine signs and can we just say that both are okay oh yeah I feel like there's this there's this push to be extroverted Mm -hmm. and that's seen as better in our culture and I mean I've even met people that I think they're introverted and yet they are convinced they're extroverted I I have somebody that I used to work with she changed jobs and I thought she's just the sweetest like quietest person she changed jobs and she's an Aries so I knew there was something but she just wasn't very extroverted she was because Aries are very fiery they're very like not in your face but they're very confident in themselves and they're very just like outgoing people and she was always so quiet and she changed her job and my other friend works with her they're cousins and she's like her personality is so different and she's she talks a lot more she's more outgoing like I'm learning new things about her she's opening up like so much hmm. so it's interesting because Aries I believe is yeah it's a yang, yang so they're female. the extroverted mm-hmm. but if she has more Masculine yin inside. in her more yeah. feminine signs that's not going to always shine through yeah so but then that makes me think that in different environments would bring out the yin yeah. versus the yang well yeah it just because- depends on what how many you have in your chart and where they are in your chart because if you have say like your ascending or your moon sign is more extroverted Mm -hmm. and your sun sign is more introverted Mm -hmm. there's going to be times where you know you're more one than the other Mm -hmm. so it just depends on your whole chart and what sign you are for each one so then yeah and i feel like people try to be like you're this or you're that yeah it's not a box yeah it's really not you're a multitude of different things that's why we're all so unique it's because we have a little bit of something in each well yeah and then you don't have to be defined like oh i guess i'm just the shy person at work like no you might in a different environment you Mm -hmm. might be that fiery Aries, like you were saying. And it could also be the personalities, like the other signs that are at work. Because if you're at work and you're with, you're an air sign surrounded by a bunch of fire signs, of course you're not going to connect with anybody because you're surrounded by people that you're not compatible with or you might not connect with. Mm -hmm. So you might keep that more introverted side because you're in an environment that you're not fully comfortable with. Yeah, and then they only see you as that. They exactly. only judge you as that when it's so unfair. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea that you're introverted or extroverted is so wrong. Yeah. It's more gray than that. It's not black and white. So going over which signs are yang and which signs are yin. So yang, whether physically male or female, those who fall under yang or masculine signs are extroverted and radiate their energy outward. They are spontaneous, active, bold, and fearless. They move forward in life with desire to enjoy everything the world has to offer to them, and they work hard to transfer their inspiration and positivity to others so that those individuals may experience the same gifts that the universe offers them. All signs governed by the fire and air elements are yang and hold the potential for these dominant qualities. 
Notice how it says hold the potential. So that doesn't mean you are. Mm -hmm. So these signs are Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. So yeah, if you fall under that, like that said, that doesn't mean that you automatically are. It just means you hold the potential. Yep. And like Caitlin said before, if your birth chart has more yin in it, even if your sign is in yang, you may be more yin. Mm -hmm. So yin. So whether physically male or female, those who fall under yin or feminine signs are introverted and radiate inwardly. They draw people and experiences to them rather than seeking people and experiences in an extroverted way. They move forward in life with an energy that is reflective, receptive, and focused on communication and achieving shared goals. All signs governed by the earth and water elements are yin and hold the potential for these reflective qualities. So these signs are Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Yeah, so that's really interesting. That mm -hmm. is. And yeah. I like how it says hold the potential. Yep. Well, because I always wondered what that meant on our birth chart. And I always, you know, not knowing astrology mm -hmm. that well, always thought it honestly meant masculine and feminine. Yeah. Which signs are the feminine signs and which ones are the masculine signs? I didn't think of it as an introvert versus extrovert idea. Like, I never thought of it that way. I just yeah. thought it was always, like, literally, you're just a more feminine person. Like, mm -hmm. you have you're not a tomboy you're not mm -hmm. like this you're just more feminine than other people which i never i mean i don't mind that if it would have said the other way i wouldn't have cared either but it's now clear with this knowing that yeah i'm more introverted and if you look at the symbol of the yin and the yang none is greater than the, than the other mm -hmm. they're literally literally need mm -hmm. to be you need both mm -hmm. so like if you are resenting parts of you that are introverted or extroverted if you're resenting parts of your yin and your yang you can't it's it's all conjoined do you know what i'm saying yeah. i don't mm -hmm. know if that makes sense no it does okay so the govern governing elements do you have any thoughts on those well your elements are they're basically fire water air and earth and each of the signs falls into one of those four categories, and each element has three signs associated with it. So Ashley and I are water signs, and you're an air sign. So that's, I mean, there's different qualities for each of those, but they can always differ. So, and I, then I wonder, is that how you connect with the earth, mm -hmm. or is that just a metaphor? Well, Ashley and I were talking about it. We feel more connected near water than anything else. Okay. Like, as long as we're near water, we're calmer, we're more balanced, we're mm -hmm. able to focus better if we're near water than anything else. And it was something that I was instinctively doing mm -hmm. long before I realized I was a oh, Pisces yeah, me me or too. water sign. Yeah, I would, especially if I was feeling stressed or mm -hmm. anxious, Yep, going to a place with water was very grounding for me. Yep. And I think for me, the pine trees would make sense because they're giving off air, <laughs> right? They're, you know, the carbon dioxide and the oxygen exchange, like, that's the air sign. That's my <laughs> prophetic reading. Okay, so fire signs. They are adventurous, bold, and energetic. They enjoy the heat and warm environments and look to the sun and the fire as means to recharge their depleted batteries. 
They're competitive, outgoing, and passionate. This sounds Actually, like Krista. This is really this really resonates with me though. The sun is like everything. Well, maybe to me. you have more of it in I your must, birth chart. Because can we talk about that for a minute? Where if you're on the tail end of something mm-hmm. that you you're, might resonate more. Yeah, if you're on a cusp. And I also remember learning in our last podcast that my sign, I come across as a Scorpio. What is it mm-hmm. that my You're ascending. My, my ascending. Yes. So would that make sense that I would like, I feel energized by the sun. What was your moon? Do you um, remember what your moon was? I think your moon was a cancer. Mm, so yeah, you're I'm all water think. signs. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I feel really just, because, just because we're water signs doesn't mean we can't connect with something else. It's not like, oh, you're only allowed to be near water. Mm-hmm. So we can still connect with that. And there might be other things in your chart that are fire signs that yeah. you feel more connected with them. Yeah. Like with fires, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not... I don't feel as connected to them as I would, like, a creek or a pond or something. I'd rather go there than sit in front of a fire. Mm. Wait, mm. is the sun who you are and the moon yeah. is how you appear? No. Or that's the, the ascending? Your sun the your sun sign is who you are as a whole. It's your at whole being. Because when they do your birth chart and you look at it, the way that it's drawn out is that you are the center of your own universe. So you are the sun. So your sun sign is just your embodiment of everything. It's who you are just like in your purest form. Okay. Your moon is who you are deep down emotionally. Like I'm a Leo moon. So that's who you are just on the inside, your deep personality that not everybody gets to see. And then your ascending is your sign that you give off to people who don't know you, who... They've never met you before, so this is just how they perceive you. This makes sense because at the core, I'm a Libra. My mm-hmm. ascending is a Libra. People view me as just yeah. very nice, but emotionally, I'm an Aries, and that makes yeah. sense because emotionally, I can be very like intense. Yes, and like have my fiery side that not everyone sees. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I never connected with the Aries, but now I'm like, no, emotionally, like I. Yep. feel and think in a fiery way and i do the same thing with leo like i don't think that i am sometimes and then i realize i connect so much with a leo sometimes when i'm in my deepest like emotional state i'm a very leo type of person and i see that with you because yeah you can get very like take charge yep emotionally and i think like that's your leo mm-hmm. coming out like that line yep right i have a line. lion deep down inside me i'm a fish on the outside but a lion on the inside yeah, and it's so like, oh, it is. Everyone, it is. It's, it's complex. It, everyone has like the different. I love it so much. Yeah, like the different elements. Oh, okay, coming back to fire. <laughs> so we said Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius are fire signs, okay? So there's that fire, mm-hmm. Caitlin, that Leo. Yes. Earth. Earth signs all share a common love and tendency towards a practical, material, sensual, and economic orientation. So these signs to me sound very, like, level-headed, very, like, Mm -hmm. I would put these in charge of, like, planning something. Yes. Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a Taurus ascending. Yeah, like, I I would, like, put these people in charge. Yeah, I feel like it's a very, like, and I was thinking about it the other day because I was preparing for this podcast and I was thinking about it, and I was, like, looking at my dogs, and I was, like, (laughs) Figaro is a, she's a Scorpio. So she's crazy. Like, she has no, like, 
what's the word I'm even looking for? Like, she just does whatever she wants whenever she wants. She doesn't have a care in the world. Mm-hmm. Molly, who you oh, love, Molly, she's a Taurus. So she's, she's a an mom. earth sign. And she just lays there. And mm-hmm. she's just, like, the most calm, level-headed dog. And even when we're hiking, she's, like, always worrying. Like, she's keeping everybody together. She's very just, like, figs off, like, chasing a squirrel. Just running. And Molly's, like, trying to keep the family together. And she's just a mom. And I was just thinking about how, like, even animals can show some of these traits, too. Yeah, that's crazy. I never thought about that. Yeah, I think about that all the time. (laughs) Well, because any species on Earth, born during certain times, are going to have certain qualities that God created, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, and even, like, Molly and Carolina are the same breed. Yeah. The same everything, but their personalities are different drastically different because i think carolina was born in like what september was it may maybe she was born over the summer i'm not 100 percent sure when she was born but even her and molly Mm. are completely different personalities like well and molly's older but molly's also she's like i'll just lay here that's fine you don't have to like talk to me or be with me (laughs) until i need to stress about something (laughs) then i'll be a mom (laughs) but yeah i think about that all the time and then we have air so they are yeah, the thinkers, the innovators, and communicators. The air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you know, like sometimes you can be too much in your head. And I think this is what can cause anxiety is like these signs are very much in the air, in their head. So yes. Water signs are instinctual, compassionate, sensitive, and emotional. Oh, I feel like these signs would make good partners. <laughs> oh, Cancer, Scorpio, because <laughs> it says they're like compassionate, sensitive. Like I feel like these are like the what you would want in a spouse. All the water signs. Yeah. Yeah. So what? <laughs> cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So Joanna wants to find a Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces. If yep. you're one of those, yep. Joanna's looking for you. <laughs> but it, I read something that a Cancer is a Libra's enemy, but I think. Since I like conflict because of the Aries and my, like, mm-hmm. emotional side, yeah, I think maybe that's it. I would like – and Ashley always says that I'm going to be with someone who I can fight with. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. I definitely think you would want to be with somebody who you can debate with because you're that type of person. You just like discussing things. So you yeah. need somebody that has maybe a polarizing idea sometimes mm-hmm. so that you can debate it and you can go back and forth because I feel like that's what you'd really like as opposed to somebody who's like, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Whatever yeah. you want, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like another air or earth sign. Like I feel like a fire sign would debate, but I feel like an air sign would be like wishy-washy and then an earth sign would be like trying to like come to a negotiation. Yeah. Okay. So... By now, you know that the astrology is connected with planets and um, the stars. So I'm going to read which sign is connected with each planet. So Aries, ruled by Mars. They're passionate, energetic, and determined. Taurus is ruled by Venus. Taurus is sensual, romantic, and fertile. We have Gemini, ruled by Mercury. Gemini is intellectual, changeable, and talkative. Cancer is ruled by the moon. That's so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Cancer is nostalgic, emotional, and home-loving. Leo is ruled by the sun. Which I still find so strange is me. Leo is... Right? That's my... Your cancer? Is that my moon? Mm -hmm. Because I just think that's so weird. Why? 
Well, I mean, the emotional part makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think, see, I don't remember if that's 100% what you said. <laughs> you could be. I was just remembering from, oh. the, from the podcast I listened to last night. Because I just, so I you don't might like want to look yours like up being again. at home. Maybe you know? we should look yours up, your chart up again. But I, but I, like, I, I think you will when someplace right, feels like home to you, though. But I've never felt at home. Exactly. So you've never been home. <laughs> That's what I, I don't think. think I I don't think I will have a home though. Maybe my home is nomadic. Okay, Does I'm gonna look count? up your chart. Too. No, but I'm pretty sure it is. I remember us talking about this last time. And then we have Leo ruled by the Sun. Leo is fiery, dramatic, and confident. Virgo is ruled by Mercury. Virgo is intellectual, analytical, and responsive. Libra is ruled by Venus. Libra is beautiful, romantic, and graceful. Scorpio is ruled by Mars and Pluto. Scorpio is intense, powerful, and magnetic. That's why they're, Ooh, a, Scorpio. Why they're a hot mess sometimes because they have Pluto. And Pluto is not even real. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just the darkest sign that you can get. So sometimes they have they have some struggles. Sagittor- Sagittarius, sorry, ruled by Jupiter. Sagittarius is optimistic, boundless, and larger than life. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Capricorn is wise, patient, and disciplined. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Aquarius, independent, unique, and eccentric. That's all our hipsters out there. Pisces is ruled by Neptune and Jupiter. Pisces is dreamy, sympathetic, and idealistic. So interesting. That's interesting that we're idealistic and dreamy Mm -hmm. at the same time. Because I think it's that dual fish perspective where Mm -hmm. we see one side and we can also see the other that's why we're so sensitive to everybody yeah which i feel that mm-hmm. at war in me at all times like <laughs> yep. the idealistic side and the dreamer side yep oh that was so confusing when i was choosing a college degree let me tell you what <laughs> <laughs> anyway right now we're looking up what our venus sign is so what our love well i'm just looking up your both your birth charts so i have them here because i brought mine because i printed mine out I have mine all the time to read it in case I'm, you know, conflicted about something. But I just wanted to look. Ashley, what's up? What time was I born? Uh, 1030. 1030? 1037. 1037, thank you. Yep. Okay, bye. Let me go back and change that. I was almost right. You are very, yeah, that was very close. I like looking at other people's birth charts, too. I think it's fascinating. Ascending Scorpio, Cancer Moon. Yep. Yeah. I'm that, I'm that homebody. Who is who is our Venus? Who is our romantic? Um, Ashley has an Aries. So a fiery. You have a Virgo. That doesn't mean who you're gonna connect with. That yeah. just means who you would be most like that just describes how you relate emotionally and romantically with somebody. So I re- relate in a fiery yeah way? so like my venus is in a pisces so when i'm in a relationship with somebody i'm very emotional i'm very sensitive i'm very like <laughs> <laughs> someone's going to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> i love it well i so guess much. then we should say where we're recording today in, in the basement, in the basement. <laughs> Yeah, if you heard that water, we're in the basement, so it's about to be flooded. So that was someone flushing the toilet, right? It's a very, you know. Oh, well, that's the first time someone went to the bathroom. That's pretty good. Anyway. 
Hopefully it doesn't continue to happen. So what were we talking about? Well, I was saying how for my Venus, like I'm a Pisces and I just emotional. I'm so emotional. More so like I'm emotional normally, but with somebody that I'm attracted to and somebody I want a relationship with, anything that they say, I immediately get like I overthink everything because Mm. I don't want to say something insensitive. I don't want to bother them. And See, I'm that's, always, I'm that's always how saying I am it. socially. Yeah, but I... D- but not romantically. I see. I do it romantic. I'm like, oh, am I bothering you? I really don't want to bother you. Tell me if I'm being, like, too much. Like, I put so much emotion into the people that I, like, into a relationship, a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's the Pisces. That's because I'm a Pisces mm-hmm. in Venus. So for you guys, it'd be different for how you interact with the people that you are in a relationship. So it doesn't with. necessarily so does mean that sign you're going to be with like passion. It doesn't mean that you're going to be with that sign. No. It just means how you interact. Yes. Venus and Aries people flirt by being upfront, direct, and even daring. They try to win you over by expressing how enterprising and independent they are. Their style of expressing love can be maddeningly me-centered, but the right person for them will find this approach charming. People get turned on by Venus and Aries aura of innocent charm even when they're being childish and impatient. Venus and Aries people behave in a childlike, fun-loving manner in love. They are turned on by energy and activity. Turnoffs include a relationship that is considered too stuffy or too mature, vagueness, and beating around the bush. In yeah. love, Venus oh and Aries people are hopelessly addicted to the conquest. In order for a relationship to remain fresh and new to them, they require plenty of stimulation. Mm-hmm. Pleasing Venus and Aries involves fueling their need for action. Be direct, open, and honest with them. They won't much like game playing or evasiveness unless it is in the complete spirit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so the bathroom going begins (laughs) there are like a lot of people in this house to be fair yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah i hope it brings you some laughter yeah that's interesting because when i was first in a relationship with sash i was so adamant of telling him how independent i am and i was so concerned (laughs) because you were like that's how I'm going to get him. I'm going to be independent. <laughs> yeah, and I was so concerned with, like, I can't marry you. Mm-hmm. We're not getting married. What are you laughing? Are you okay? <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, and then socially, I'm like what you were describing as a, a Pisces does. Yeah. But in a re- in rela- romantic relationships, I'm totally different. I'm exactly. so like that. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I just want to touch on, because we touched on this a little. (laughs) (laughs) You look rough, Joanna. Speaking of of going to the bathroom, I want to talk about which body (laughs) She's losing it. We touched on this last time. We said ours, but I want everyone to know theirs. Each zodiac sign has a body part that goes with their sign. So I just want to... Did you have anything else about the Venus... Unless you wanted and. me to read yours. <laughs> Joanna um, doesn't believe in love. Even th- she wants Even though love. you're convinced that it's going to be a water sign. <laughs> Wait, what? Specifically a cancer. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, go ahead. And no, then it's I'll a- move on to this. No, it's okay. Just, go ahead. Well, what about for me, our listeners like- that are your sign, Joanna? Okay. Yep. You can't be so self-centered with this. <laughs> yeah, okay, because you read it simply for the listeners, Ashley. Okay. No, that, but that's my next question. 
is are millennials narcissistic? Because <laughs> always, can we do this first? <laughs> because they're You're so like obsessed. They're so obsessed with astrology, which is more than any generation before them. Yep. And obsessed with Myers Briggs. And what's that other Enneagram? But are they any more obsessed with the with the people than the people who invented it? Like what? Well, I do honestly think that it's like this new, even I've watched videos where people said it's this new fad to like embrace astrology more. Yeah. Like yeah. my grandparents could care it. less about oh, their yeah. son. Like I tell them like, oh, Graham, you're such a Pisces. And she's like, okay, whatever. Like she doesn't care. Yeah. Even when we talked to Kenneth and Lorraine, yeah. when we made them take the Myers-Briggs quiz, they could care less. Yeah. They they don't care. But, but my, someone had to oh, they cared cared care for it to originate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like a trend now to know about about astrology mm-hmm. and yeah. oh I'm this and I'm going through you know this type of phase or whatever like my cousins love astrology but they're younger like yeah it's not I don't think it's an older generation type of thing to be so immersed in astrology I think it's Is honestly like a bad? trend like I don't know I think it could be a good thing because you're learning more about yourself but I don't think you should be using it as like an excuse for not doing things like oh well I did this this and this so I'm they you know. say that it is like perfectly suited for the that, internet cause... age because there's a low barrier to entry and nearly endless depths to plumb <laughs> if you feel like falling down a Google research hole. Yeah. So is it because we like to research? The availability of more in-depth information online has been this cultural wave of astrology. They also say that millennials are more stressed yeah. out than any generation. That's true. So they find solace Okay, in it. I was looking at an article about that, though, but it's like, we are more stressed out because we're more in our heads. We're like other generations, like we're simply worried about, are we going to make it on this rock? <laughs> and like all they, the, literally they didn't have time to think about themselves because they had to think about, I need to like go hunt. I need to m- like make food for the day. Like we have, because all of that is provided for us, not provided like in the sense that we just go buy it. We... It makes us think more internally, which causes more stress. Like, cause so we're narcissistic. Our aunt, no, it's not. It's just it's what we have to think about now. Our right, ancestors, right. like physically, they didn't have the luxury to think. Physically about it. lived yeah. a much harder life than us. Like our ancestors, like the ones who were immigrating to America. Like, do they have time to think about? Well, who I am? Who am I? What sign am I? Well, even As Sasha's they were, like, parents, they were escaping the Soviet Union. And they had two young kids. They were moving mm-hmm. here to the States as religious refugees and then just surviving here when they got here. Like, they had $8 left over at the end of the month. Like, that's mm-hmm. that was what it was for them. So everything was... And they were poor when they were in Russia. So it was so much survival base that even, like, when you're talking to them, they wouldn't have time to think no, about what time they were. You no. know? So maybe anxiety... And depression is almost like a luxury. I know that's controversial. Well, no, but I was I was just thinking that maybe even just caring about astrology is more like a privileged yes. type of thing. Because I don't – why would I care about it if I didn't have time to sit here and think about right. everything? Could you imagine – I just think about my ancestors for a moment. Just imagine like being a, like a pregnant woman back then mm-hmm. in the middle of winter right now. Oh, yeah. Having to kind of like – you're not going to wake up and think – what am I doing with your life? You're going to wake up and think, like, I've got to, like, get this baby fed. My mm-hmm. husband's going out to hunt. I've got to, like, make sure that we have some sort of, like, I got to learn to sew because we got to make warm clothes and a warm blanket because it's going to 
ice today. today. <laughs> like, you just, you, you don't even have, and it doesn't make us narcissistic. It's just what we have available now. Yeah, it's now a- we wake up, we already have a blanket. We already have food that hopefully we are able to afford. We already have shelter. So we wake up and our minds are like, what are we doing? I think it's just... They would do. Do you think people felt more connected back then or more connected now? Because, in a way, you can look at astrology and see how interconnected we are, we Mm -hmm. all are, and how complex we all are. But we've also become way more individualistic because we have the luxury to do so, where we like pursue what we want and we like create this life we want. Where back in the day they had to rely on each other, so they were interconnected in that way. But I, what do you think? They were. They relied on their tribe or their community. They couldn't know a community. Like, even in Pennsylvania, like, we couldn't have known a community in California through time they did. So, yes and no. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily, like, I feel more connected because of astrology or now versus then. But I feel more connected to people, like, that are the same sign as I am because mm-hmm. I understand it more. Mm-hmm. So my friend who's a Pisces, we are so much more connected now because we both understand it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's necessarily like because I know astrology, I feel more connected to everybody in general. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel closer to certain people. You also know how to interact with people better, I would say. Yeah. Because you understand why they're responding to you mm-hmm. the way they are, which gives you grace for them yeah. versus before when you had no concept for it and you're like, oh, you're just a dick. You oh, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my coworker, um, she's a cancer and I know she gets very emotional because cancers can get very emotional. And Ugh, that explains. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I connect can, to that part. Sorry. They can continue. get very um, emotional very quickly. And so at work, she gets very frustrated very quickly. And so I under, like, I can sense when she's getting to that point where pushing her further is she's just going to freak out. Mm-hmm. So it does help in that way to learn about people but you would have to go and like actually take the time to learn what each person's sign is and figure out how to communicate with them properly because Mm -hmm. there's so many different layers to it that even if someone's a libra and i approach them the way i would approach joanna they have different signs so they're not going to respond the same way joanna would if i talk to her Mm -hmm. but i mean that's just you have to just get to know people better and then that goes back to learning self-care which like we were just talking about our ancestors did not have time no to think about what self-care is they had to think about survival for the day but like the book we have about um survival for the signs (laughs) (laughs) as a pisces in the wilderness you should write a book yeah that's that's cool (laughs) self-care for libras or whatever sign you are um you can kind of like, because a lot of people will be like, I don't know what my self-care is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, yoga doesn't work for me because I try to do, like, yoga meditation with people. Like, that doesn't work for me. Like, but this book literally gives you how many different ideas? Tons of them. Because like, so many times we're, we're just telling people, like, oh, come up with your own self-care. Mm-hmm. That actually may not be working for them. So you can actually use your zodiac sign mm-hmm. as ideas for self-care by looking up, you know, either you can get this book or yeah. look up online. I've got so sick of, like, 
people being like, what are some forms of self-care or coping skills? And yes, I would always say yoga, but now this book has given me so much more. And I know that it correlates with my signs, so I feel more confident about it. Yeah, this article is saying that astrology gives one a pleasing, orderly sort of feeling to take life's random events and emotions and slot them into labeled shelves. This guy isn't texting me back because Mercury retrograde probably kept him from getting the message. I take such a long time to make decisions because my Mars is in Taurus. My boss will finally recognize all my hard work when Jupiter enters my 10th house. A combination of stress and uncertainty about the future is an ailment for which astrology can seem like the perfect bomb. Hmm. Well, speaking of retrogrades. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of retrogrades. Caitlin has some information on that. Yeah, it, it it can become toxic if... If you view it as, well, I'm Libra, I'm just indecisive, so I'm never going to make a decision in my life, or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it can become very toxic. So you you have to be, you're still in control. Yes, your signs, you were born at a certain time, so you're going to have certain qualities and strengths, but at the end of the day, like, you are still, that is just a factor of you. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that astrology is helpful for people who don't understand why they do the things they do Mm -hmm. and why they feel the way that they feel. So if that is you, I would 100% recommend looking yours up and seeing if you connect with it because I always knew that I was moody and emotional and everything, but learning the why, like why. I hated that part of myself for so long. Knowing that it's not my fault. Yeah. Like, it's not just because, oh, well, I'm being moody. I need to change that. It's a part of my being. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I have to change. Is so relieving, and mm-hmm. it just picks this weight off of my shoulders that I don't have to worry about, like, anything about myself like that. So I can look at my chart, and I feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely something for people. But I wouldn't obsess about it. I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, I'm this. I need to change that. I don't like that quality. I think it's more of an acceptance type of thing. Like you read it and you learn to accept who you are and become more loving of yourself. Which is so important for discovering your identity exactly. and stepping into it. The first step is accepting yourself and then comes loving yourself. Because mm-hmm. it was like that for me. Like I was... I I knew I was moody. Like you know that yeah. you're coming how you're coming across and I hated that part of myself because mm-hmm. then you compare yourself to others exactly. and you're like, "Well, they're not as moody. Mm-hmm. Like why?" And then this gives you somewhat of a reference for it. Like taking these personality tests or, you yeah. know, astrology. Well, and going deeper than mental, maybe some physical alignments you have maybe. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> I mean, you keep pointing the, at the article and looking at me like, "Shut up and let me read." <laughs> No, and then he made this great like comparison. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, read your I, article. No, I just feel like we've talked so much about mental and emotional, but like yeah. mm-hmm. your sign can contribute may, may, okay, contribute to some physical alignments. Okay. So Caitlin told me last time about how. Each sign is a different body part. Mm-hmm. Not is it, di- but like rules. they're represented. Yes, because the astrology wheel is put into an idea of a person's body, 
that's how it's like depicted. So Aries is the head and Pisces is the feet. And so that's why the astrology wheel begins with Aries and ends with Pisces. So all the other signs fall into a certain body part or a body section on the body. And if you think about it, this is kind of really in connection with like Christianity, mm -hmm. with how like we are, each of us are like the body of God. Yeah. So, like, God just likes to put in these little clues, like I know. these little tidbits. I, I was thinking about it this morning, and I was, like, thinking. I was, like, what if, like, astrology is God's, like, hint Thomas. to us? He was, like, I know that you're going to be, like, I know you're going to be confused. I know that there, this is a lot going on for you. Here's my, like, here's something to help you. And here's something to guide you a little bit. And I think that's, I was thinking about this morning. I just thought that would be such an interesting concept to think about how he planned it like that so that we would have something to kind of like go on. Because there's so much in this world that we don't know. Does he not say, look up? Just think about that <laughs> yeah. for a minute. No, but I mean, I 100% believe that he gave it to us for a reason. He because when I went to visit the observatory... We were, they were showing us on the computer system, like the sky above us, and you could see the different constellations and it said like the different signs. My sign wasn't in there just because of the season, mm -hmm. but I was just thinking about it. Like I look up and there's like a constellation. I think Taurus mm -hmm. was the main one that was visible. And I was just thinking of how God said, look up. Mm -hmm. Like, and literally, it, it's just like. If you think about it, it really is this amazing clue. Exactly. Puzzle that God has given us. I believe it. Well, so. doesn't it talk about like even if they look at this, like they might not hear about me or know about me, but if you look up at the sun, if you look at the stars, and if you mm -hmm. look at nature, like, mm -hmm. but this goes back to our last episode. We talked all about how God speaks to you. Going beyond, yeah, how God outside speaks the to you. Four walls. Outside of the church, going beyond this traditional path. And, and how God can show up in all these different religions or how you can connect. <laughs> you can come down. Is that John? No, it's Sasha. Uh -oh. <laughs> I thought it was Kenneth, actually. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You're doing a podcast, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but how, sorry. Yes, go ahead. Do your article. <laughs> no, no, I just no. wanted to say this, this kind of is the same this, as our last topic, but go ahead. See, it's all interconnected. Yeah. Okay, so we have Aries, which is the head, brain, and eyes. Since Aries is known as the baby of the zodiac, the body part that's known to be the most sensitive are their heads. So they are most likely to suffer from headaches, migraines, and eye problems. Taurus, throat, neck, and vocal cords. Taurus rules over the neck, including the vocal cord and thyroid glands. They are most likely to suffer from chronic sore throats, as well as an overactive thyroid i'm excited to hear if you guys relate to this gemini i don't know why they threw the nervous system in with the hands arms and lungs but you may know a gemini who talks so much with their hands it's like they're fluent in their own special language gemini's do tend to worry a lot especially when they aren't keeping busy and their nerves can lead to breathing problems and possible anxiety attacks cancer chest breast and stomach they are nurturing sign nestled in the fourth house. They suffer a lot from indigestion, and they suffer from a variety of eating disorders. Leo, heart, spine, and upper back. They are the sign of the line with a brave heart. That said, being so brave can lead to heart palpitations, and sticking your chest out can really take a toll on your spine. Virgo, digestive system, intestines, and spleens. Virgos are known to be very particular about things, 
And that includes whatever they put in their bodies. Much like their personalities, their bodies are continually struggling to clean out the excess to remove what's unnecessary. And constantly striving for perfection can lead to suppressing their gunk. So what I'm saying is they can get constipated. That should have been mine. Libra, kidneys, skin, lower back, and butt. Well, this might seem a little all over the place, but when you consider a Libra's desire for balance, all of their body parts play a major part in that. Libra's quest to create balance in their lives can become so obsessive that they can lose balance within. And that imbalance will most likely create a problem in one of these areas. Scorpio, reproductive system and sexual organs. Scorpios are sexual beings. And human genitalia is a delicate ecosystem. Scorpios are most likely to suffer from chronic UTIs, yeast infections, and bacterial infections. I do know some people who always have UTIs. Are they Scorpios? And and I'm like, how do you always have UTIs? Sagittarius, (laughs) hips, thighs. They just tell you all the time? Yes. And liver. Sagittarius like to party as much as they explore. They're always out and about. The problem with that is all this movement can lead to hip problems and liver problems, especially the excessive partying. Capricorn joints and skeletal systems. Capricorn, you old goat, your sign is constantly pushing itself to aim higher. The problem is you carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, and that can really mess with your bones. Mm. Aquarius, ankles and circulatory system. They're a nervous sign, and their nervousness is more of an outward kind. Their bodies cannot keep up with the activity of their mind. Their ankles are the joint that connects the entire upper body to the feet. Pisces, feet and lymphatic system. Pisces rule the feet and lymphatic system and are the lymphatic system. Okay. (laughs) We We are the lymphatic. Pisces is a sponge absorbing toxic energy that can affect the immune system. The sign is incredibly sensitive to harmful substances of any kind. They're basically bubble people who need to create a protective space around them. Energetically (laughs) or everything falls apart and they lose connection to the earth. Do you relate to that? I don't know if I'm a bubble person. I don't really know what that means. You're sensitive to the cold. Does that mean I need more bubble wrap? <laughs> I got to create that layer. Mm-hmm. You to need your own myself. warmth space. Well, that's why I felt like I was relating to that the fire sign when yeah. it said that they need the sun, they need the warmth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get sick often. I don't do much to protect myself. So I don't really feel like I relate to that, honestly. I mean, but you were saying about... Um... With your feet and everything that you always have to, like, have them. Oh, they get so hot. Yeah. I have to prop them up all the time, and I have restless legs. Yes, there you go. You got restless legs. You're cold all the time. But not my feet. My feet are always hot. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. So how do we want to wrap it up? (laughs) Wrap it up. (laughs) Well, so like I said before, just like God said, look up at the sky. I mean, there's really nothing more to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> Joanna's done, so we are done. Just apparently, look up at the sky. Look at the sky. <laughs> Take or care. just be open to it, and it's uh, food for thought. You know, be willing to discover why you are the way you are, so that you can be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Because it is the first step in really understanding your identity, which is important in this journey of life. Really, to become all that you were meant to be all you're capable of being 
So yeah, start by self-love and start with self-acceptance. And these are tools that can allow you to do that. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Stay tuned for more. Bye. Bye. Bye.